Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Tuesday, and this is the fourth week in Advent. Since this will, week will end on Christmas Day, and since this is the year of the Gospel according to St. Luke, it is perfectly fitting that we read and reflect on the first chapter of Luke's Gospel as we prepare for our Christmas celebration. And now we begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hands are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship in praise. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets, but in these last days, God has spoken to us by the Son. A reading from Luke chapter 1, beginning this morning at verse 5. When Herod was king of Judea, there was a Jewish priest named Zechariah. He was a member of the priestly order of Abijah, and his wife, Elizabeth, was also from the priestly line of Aaron. Zechariah and Elizabeth were righteous in God's eyes, careful to obey all the Lord's commandments and regulations. They had no children because Elizabeth was unable to conceive, and they were both very old. One day, Zechariah was serving God in the temple, for his order was on duty that week. As was the custom of the priests, he was chosen by lot to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and burn incense. While the incense was being burned, a great crowd stood outside praying. While Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the incense altar. Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. But the angel said, Don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife Elizabeth will give you a son, and you are to name him John. You will have great joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the eyes of the Lord." You must never touch wine or other alcoholic drinks. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth, and he will turn many Israelites to the Lord their God. He will be a man with the Spirit and the power of Elijah. He will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children, and he will cause those who are rebellious to accept the wisdom of the godly. Zechariah said to the angel, How can I be sure this will happen? 
I'm an old man now, and my wife is also well along in years. Then the angel said, I am Gabriel. I stand in the very presence of God. It was he who sent me to bring you this good news. But now, since you didn't believe what I said, you will be silent and unable to speak until the child is born. For my words will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah to come out of the sanctuary, wondering why he was taking so long. When he finally did come out, he didn't speak to them. Then they realized from his gestures and his silence that he must have seen a vision in the sanctuary. When Zechariah's week of service in the temple was over, he returned home. Soon afterwards, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and went into seclusion for five months. How kind the Lord is, she exclaimed. He has taken away my disgrace of having no children. Each of us have prayers that are peculiar to us. These prayers may not seem to be very important to our neighbors or to the world around us or maybe even to the larger picture of the turning or working of the world. But what we seek from the Lord is important to us, and the Lord's affirmative answer would alleviate at least some of our suffering and anguish. In the Bible, Hannah prays to have a child, and it seems like a prayer that might be extremely important to Hannah, but not of much concern to anyone else. But by becoming a mother, Hannah's status would be raised within her household, and the shame of appearing somehow cursed by God would be removed. Of course, in in reality, there is no shame, and, and there is no curse in not having children. The Lord loves and blesses those who cannot have children, But as people often do, they turn our pain and sorrow against it and make themselves seem much more important. Some people flaunt their blessings as some kind of personal achievement and then ridicule others in their pain for not being as blessed as they are. Such was the case for Hannah until she gave birth to Samuel. And such is the case for Elizabeth, Zechariah's wife. By now she feels the disappointment and the pain of not having a child, as she endures the twin suffering of others thinking that there was something wrong with her, and God's seeming indifference to her prayer, none of which is really true. But now, advancing in years, perhaps she has consoled herself with a reminder that in a world where people, her own people, suffer daily under Rome, In a world so filled with trouble, what difference would one little child make? God certainly has other things to worry about than the plight of one priestly couple and their desire to have a child. So, in light of everything, we we might still find peace and contentment in coming in terms with our disappointment. That's not impossible. But it might just be, too, that the Lord contend to both the big picture of the coming of God's kingdom and at the same time grant this small favor of answering some of our most personal and peculiar prayers. For the sake of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the story of Zechariah and Elizabeth is really the story of the birth and the coming of John the Baptist, the Messiah's prophetic forerunner, the greatest of all the prophets. John the Baptist is great in the kingdom of heaven, from even before his birth, he's filled with the Holy Spirit. But but look at it for the sake of Elizabeth and for Zechariah. This is a story of God having mercy on her and gracing her with an answer to her prayer. 
Elizabeth will become a mother. I wonder if there are places where we can imagine how our own peculiar and personal prayers might possibly intersect with God's plans and purposes for the whole world. As you spend some time meditating on your deepest hopes, for you, for your family, can you start to imagine how God might be able to answer that small prayer in a way that also makes a very big difference in the larger story of the unfolding of God's kingdom? Maybe that is why Jesus asks us to pray each day for God's kingdom to come among us, for God's will to be done among us. Elizabeth receives a child, but much, much more. In that child, she also meets the promise of God's salvation of the world, and she finds again God's love and God's grace, and that there is a place for her in the coming of God's kingdom. And what seemed like her disgrace has now become her glory. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. In you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, for the gift of relationship with others. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, and for the people, the leaders, the ministries of St. Paul's Lutheran Church. For those who govern the nations of the world and for people in countries that are ravaged by strife and warfare. For all who are sick, for those who are tending to them. For all who are mourning and those who are bringing comfort and consolation. For all who work to bring about peace and international harmony. And for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction. Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom 
and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage, hold fast to that which is good, render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, honor all people, love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.